With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on a Wednesday night uh, talking Notre Dame football. And we even got a recruiting topic later in the show. Hope everyone is doing well uh, whenever you are watching this morning, afternoon, evening, or or listening to the podcast afterwards. We just appreciate you um, for uh, making Tim and I a part of your day, Mr. Hyde. How are you doing, my friend? Are you excited for Notre Dame football to be back? Or are you or are you not excited after this season? Is it 2024 uh, talk yet? Are we almost there? So, no, it is what it is. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, right? It's like finish strong, get a couple more wins here, go play in your little cuddly bowl game, and on to 2024. That's That's basically where I'm at now, so. You know, rest of the season's fine. You see recruiting, is is that a fast, tall receiver that's going to go make plays or no? I hope so. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but uh, no. Looking for a little uh, fun senior day this week. And, uh, just win the damn football game, right? Win the damn football game. Get to eight wins. Yep. If you are watching live with us or if you are watching a replay of the show, please hit the thumbs up on this video. Um, really helps support what we're doing in Blue and Gold. Of course, subscribe to the channel uh, for more content. Um, plenty of videos and shows uh, on a daily basis, even in the offseason. Uh, Tim and I will be live every Wednesday night uh, for the foreseeable indefinitely. Kind of our show lineup right now is Monday's Horka, Wednesday's this show, and then we're moving our recruiting show on Thursdays to Fridays. Um, Kyle and I did do the show Thursdays during the football season because we travel so much on Fridays. Um, but you know, kind of when the season, you know, football season dwindles down, we move that show to Fridays. Um, it, it's just a lot better for us to do on, on a Friday. So, uh, again, hope, hope everyone is well. Uh, we have a really interesting show lined up. Um, Tim and I were just talking before we went live that like Notre Dame always gives us content. I mean, uh, and I'm not just talking about the football games like Marcus Freeman talking about transfer portal quarterbacks, Jared Parker admitting that he's reading his press clippings. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, offensive line rotation um, or not rotation um, update to kind of give you guys um, that came from Marcus Freeman's Monday press conference. So we're going to talk about the news. We're going to react to the news. That is what we do here uh, on this Notre Dame football show. Um, and what we also do on this Notre Dame football show is look swagged out, especially Tim Hyde, um, the most handsome man in the Notre Dame media. Um, and uh, if you are looking to look as good as Tim, you might want to get uh, to know Bird Dog, sponsor for today's show. So, folks, if you are looking for slim fit, 
comfortable, flexible, and stretchy shorts to rock your wardrobe. Maybe some stylish pants or polos to improve your outfits. That's where you're going to want to learn about bird dogs. Um, their stuff, especially their shorts, it, it fits way better than the regular um, you know, shorts you might be wearing, which is made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Go to birddogs.com slash BGI or just enter the promo code BGI for a hydro flask style water bottle with your order. Um, so get you some bird dogs, make sure you use that promo code BGI um, and you will get a free uh, hydro flask style water bottle uh, with your purchase. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Tim. So uh, to start off today's show and we do thank uh, bird dogs for sponsoring today's show. Um, so back in, what it was a January, you know, you and, and Goolsby were always talking about, oh, you know, after this upcoming season, Notre Dame's going to go back to the portal. Um, and uh, we got pretty much that confirmation uh, on Monday from Marcus Freeman. Uh, he's, he talked about this before the bye week. Like, hey, we're going to figure this out during the bye week. And uh, it looks like they did come to a decision that Notre Dame will go into the transfer portal. Um, so this is what Freeman had to say. Uh, for folks watching YouTube, have an article pulled up that uh, Blue and Gold's Tyler Horker wrote. So this is what uh, Horker quoted Freeman as saying um, regarding that, yes, we will get a transfer portal, portal, transfer portal quarterback. It's a tongue twister for me. He says, who that is, how we get to that fourth scholarship quarterback is still be is still to be determined we'll look at the portal when the portal opens we'll look at different ways to fill that fourth scholarship quarterback uh, but we do want to be in a position to have four quarterbacks on scholarship now the whole he mentioned twice there how we get to a fourth scholarship quarterback does that mean like it might not be a portal guy like could it be another high school guy like that that kind of stuck out to me like well when are you talking about there, Freeman? Not sure. And then he also says, as I told Steve and Jelly and Kenny Minchie, who have done a really good job in practice, we owe it to this program to try to put four quarterbacks on scholarship. That's the number we have allotted for. So, Tim, what's your uh, reaction um, to what Freeman had to say on this? Well, his answer was, yeah, I don't think he's um... – yeah, I mean, to go off of what you just said, is it a high school kid or something? I don't know. I, yeah, it was kind of. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I listened. I, I watched his press conference actually last night from Monday, and um, I was scratching my head more than you know trying to figure out what you know what he was saying. I, I think sometimes he just throws some things out there. It seems like um, almost like grasping for straws right now on the offense. That's kind of what I got out of listening to him last night from Monday. But um, yeah, the whole fourth. I mean, we keep talking about this, Mike. Yeah. If you go four, okay, who's – I mean, does that automatically think that the other three are staying? You know, it's it's um, the whole mindset, you know, I like what you've said, is it's just got to be three, find the right three. I know they're like, well, what if, you know, what if, you know, like Buckner last year, you know, he's injured, you only had two. All right, well, don't get a second one injured, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you go, or you go run the wishbone. But – um. Yeah, trying to find a fourth, I guess. I mean, what I mean, you know, the first, you know, to go off of your comment was, you know, were they looking for another Ron Paulus out there just to be a fourth guy? I don't think right. that's gonna, that was kind of a throwaway to Ron to get his son on Scully for a few years. And 
things of that nature. That was never a, a, a big signing, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, the portal thing is, it's out, it's, it's, it's out there obviously because he's, he needs, if he's saying he needs a fourth, then to me, that's, you know, I've, I've been saying this for a while. You can't, you can't count CJ Carr. I think maybe that's what he's thinking as well. Like he's an automatic red shirt. We don't have expectations to him and him to come in and win the job as a true freshman. It's like, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't even do that as a true freshman. So what are the odds that, you know, Bryce Young redshirted for crying out loud, you know, what's the odds of, you know, those things happening. So he's probably thinking like that. And then does this guy come in and he battles Angeli and Minchie in the spring? You know, it, it all depends, Mike, who is the quarterbacks in the portal. They're, you know, they're, is it going to be another Hartman, meaning a guy that just wants to play one more year, NIL, try and improve his, you know, draft status, so to speak. It's a late round guy. You know, you're not going to find a first, second round draft choice out there transferring as a fourth year guy, are you? Right. No, they're going to go pro. So it's that talk we had a couple of weeks ago with Goolsby and, and you and I. So that's basically, you know, where we're at trying to look at a quarterback. Who is in the portal? It is going to be a wild win here in a couple of weeks. I think it opens December 4th. I was reading yesterday. So that Monday, that Monday the 4th is when it opens up. Okay. Um, there is one th- thought I had, like, what if Notre Dame, because we saw Notre Dame last year talk to or show interest in guys who just finished up their first semester of college. Like remember CJ Williams entered the portal after a semester, the, the former USC receiver, Anthony Lucas entered the portal after a semester at, at Texas A&M. Could they go for like a guy who just finished his like first semester and then bring in, you know, a rising sophomore maybe because I'm kind of just going back to what Freeman said. It's like different ways to, I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean there? So it's like, could they do an underclassman quarterback in that case? I mean, I, I, what does that look like for Angelia Minchie? I'd probably be tick. I don't know. Or maybe they would be happy because they feel like they have a big leg up on that play. I don't know. Um, or is it, um, you know, someone that is, uh, you know, like a like a, a depth piece, not a penciled-in starter, Tim? I think that Notre Dame is not. They're going to bring in the best that guy they can, but I don't think it's going to be something where it's like like with Sam Hartman. Oh, you're coming here to start. Like that's a that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I don't think Notre Dame's going to do that this year, and I think that's that would be a wise move. Yeah, yeah, but it also comes back to who's the quarterback. Is this quarterback coming in with you know five starts or twenty five starts? You know, you're not going to get a guy with forty five starts again. Obviously, what Sam had. So it, it depends. You know, is it is it a power five guy? Is it a guy out of the MAC? So to speak, yep. you know, I don't to me personally, I think it's got to be a, a power five guy, so to speak, a guy who's played in the big games, kind of like a Cohen, a Hartman and roll from there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've not studied enough of the the Mountain West, the Sun Belt and quarterbacks down there to know if there is a guy down there. That's awesome. Pratt, the Tulane guy is always being talked about. But I swear I just saw on Twitter over the weekend or something that he accepted uh, the senior bowl invite or something. So obviously he could renege on that, come back, come back for a six year if he wants to. But I thought I saw that over the weekend. He was going to, you know, that could be technically a sign that he's going to go right. play 
the NFL and whatever. But if you're going to go a freshman route, it's got to be got some guys Notre Dame obviously knows. And I mean, who are the freshmen that are out there? You know, Jackson Arnold from Oklahoma. He's playing this year. So, you know, he's Dylan Gabriel's replacement. Chip Kelly's going to get fired. So do you you go back to the Dante Moore circle? You know, the whole craziness that was that recruitment. Who knows, right? Who knows? I will say the quarterback thing, the biggest domino out there is going to be USC because with Kayla Williams, he goes pro. What is uh, in Lincoln Riley's reputation? The guy's got 100 Heismans that are all transfer quarterbacks. So, you know, he's going to he's going to have the pick of the litter. If there's a dude out there, you got to think he's you got to think USC is going to be the, the top choice. And I would even say Florida State with what they're doing down there, Jordan Travis moving on. That may be some of the the pecking order, so to speak, when you're looking at quarterbacks. Are you kind of with me, though, that I don't like, sure, would they like to have four quarterbacks in the room? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that it's to get to that number. I really don't buy that. And I, I haven't talked to sources about this. This is not something I want to ask about, yeah. to be honest, because I'd rather just have my take um, rather than get some sourced information to be like, all right, Mike, can you not say anything about this? I don't, I don't want that. So I haven't asked. Yeah. I, I just don't buy, I don't buy the, you know, Freeman's um, take on that, uh, you know, or, or what, what Freeman's saying publicly. I don't, I think it's just yeah. to improve the quarterback room. I've been yeah. saying, Tim, exactly. Since, since Freeman became head coach, I've been saying, listen, Freeman worked for who at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. Mm -hmm. And what Luke Fickle did at Cincinnati was, it was all about competition, bring in guys, you know, make your room better. Um, you know, at all these different positions, competitions, everything. And I think Freeman's looking to do that. He's looking to improve the quarterback room. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, kind of my, uh, my take on that. No, no, exactly. And Luke Fickle, obviously that's an urban Meyer type of trait. He preaches that, you know, that unit strength that Freeman always talks about that's straight from page one of urban Meyer's you know, player handbook that he passes out each and every year. So that's straight from him. But uh, yeah, you're right. The four, yeah, I don't know, you know, why, you know, why, you know, why get hung up on that, especially Angeli. I mean, Angeli's played some snaps this year, right? He's throwing some passes. He's throwing a touchdown. He's done those things. So he's going into year three, you know, and it's like, what is his thought process like? Hey, you know, I'm going into year three. I'm comfortable. Kind of like what you just said, Mike, I've been in the system two years. I got a feel for it and whatnot. It should, you know, it shouldn't be, you know, you're probably not saying it's mine, but why do we have to have another quarterback come into here? So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting again, because, because he's the most likely one to leave because he's the oldest. So, right. you, you, know, so you get a fifth year guy from, you know, once again, I have not studied any of this. Stuff. I don't even know who's out there because they could come from all, someone put on our message board, a list of 15 guys. You know, SMU guy, the Tulane guy, the Kansas State guy, whoever is out there, I'm just throwing out there. Um, if one of those comes in, it's obviously going to be a grad transfer, a rental guy for a year, for a one-year guy. So does Steve stay? Well, I, I could go play. I could go to Syracuse. I could go to Boston College. I could go wherever I'm throwing out and go have a shot as a junior, go play right away. So then you're right back to three. So why is Freeman talking about four? It's 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 odd. Yeah. But what Angeli could do, if let's say he does leave, because I agree, I've I've been saying for a long time, Tim, 
you have your starter. Yep. You have a sophomore and a true freshman. That that's kind of it's three. Yeah. So let's say Angeli were to go. You know what he could do is exactly what Tyler Buckner did, which is waste your one-time transfer and then go sit on the bench and be a third stringer somewhere. Like, unless it, like I don't think Steve Angeli wants to go play FCS ball and be a guaranteed starter or you know a group of five. Like I think Steve wants to play big time football. So, and I, I I do think Steve loves Notre Dame. So I personally think that he would stay. Um. So I don't know. It's it's fascinating. This will. This is not the first time we've been talking about this. It is not the last time we're going to be talking about this for next, what, <laughs> eight months? Yeah, till yeah, yeah. Start? How, how long till next season starts? Nine months, something like that, 10 months? We'll be talking yeah. about this a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And then even going back to Buckner real quick, since you brought his name up, it's like, I mean, God, it'd be fascinating. You know, it's like, you know, his whole thought process, obviously, when Hartman, he had the bad spring game and Hartman's going to be the guy. And he, I mean, he bolted a couple of days later. So it's like, would he have been the guy? You know what I mean? Would he have truly been the guy in 2024? You know, what were some of those conversations? There, I, I don't Maybe. think there was any, I, I don't think there was any guarantee. If there was, I think those talks maybe would have happened. Don't you think so? Guarantee um, about what? You know, hey, you come, you're going to be the number two behind Hartman. We're going to give you reps, do all those types of things, and get you ready for 2024. But I don't think that happened. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That's why he probably bolted and just didn't want to sit. And you're right, the one-time transfer is key, is, is key. Because, you know, if, if Buckner doesn't graduate at Alabama here in the next semester or whatnot, he's stuck at Alabama again, and Milrow is going to be the Heisman favorite next year at Alabama. So. He's not getting on that field. Heck, Milrow got hurt this past weekend. Ty Simpson comes in. So Buckner's way out of the equation in, in Alabama's uh, case. Yeah, people talking about like, okay, Angeli could go do well at um, Rutgers. They're Why starting... can't he do well at Notre Dame? Who's to say he can't do well at NDC, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, Rutgers is 6-4 and four this year. Gavin Wimsat is, um, what, a yeah. I've seen him Gavin play Wimsatt's in his second year. No, well, he reclassed. I mean, what Gavin Wimsat has thrown 168. Oh, wait, excuse me. He's thrown 224 passes from this year. Like, he's their guy. I think he's kind That's of they're, they're building him. So, wasn't that Mike? Mike, wasn't that the other guy they offered that year? Yeah. Was yeah, they him, offered right? Angeli and Wimsat on yes. the same day, August yes. of uh, 2020, maybe. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll throw back. Uh, just. A couple comments here. Uh, Brian Kelly's accent said, going to Notre Dame this weekend. Looking forward to seeing uh, the new Augie's location. Great comment there, uh, Mr. Kelly. Um, so let's hear about it. Um, this is uh, Augie's locker room. They're moving to 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. Um, so I do think that that move is happening soon. Um, give Augie a call. I'm not sure if I know the date. Um, let me see. I'm not sure if I know the date, but give Augie a call. Augie'slockerroom.com. Please do um, check it out. Sponsor um, for today's show as well, because we do know that you love Notre Dame memorabilia and unique one-of-a-kind Notre Dame items that you can only find at one place. And of course, that is Augie's Locker Room, and they have moved to a brand new location uh, okay, okay, never mind. It is in the ad read here. 
Augie is having a grand opening celebration the weekend of the Wake Forest game. So thank you very much, Brian Kelly's accent, for the uh, the heads up there, um, as well as my uh, good old ad read here. There will be prizes, free giveaways, and much more. Come and see the brand new store located 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend, Indiana. It's just down the street from Notre Dame. He's got a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, one-of-a-kind Rockney items. You can find all sorts of good stuff, folks. Joe Montana signed items, a famous sculptor, Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. Uh, please check it out, augieslockroom.com. New location, 1733 North Ironwood Drive. Um, and uh, give Augie a call, 574-277-6363. Joey Green, thank you for a $5 super chat. Says, I just read that Parker thought a quarterback was a refund. Now we know who is running the offense. Um, I do not know what this means. Yeah, I just just read. I, I don't know what you know what Joey read, and I haven't seen any quotes that he's a, I have no idea. A refund? No idea. A refund? Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a question or is he just wanted to just throw out a statement. I have no idea. We know right, who well, Joey. Yeah. Okay. Joey, I uh, appreciate the uh, the super chat, but um, that's what we're talking about next is uh, offensive coordinator Jared Parker. This was interesting. So I was not in the uh, the the interviews with the with the coaches. This was Tuesday, um, but uh, I guess he was asked about something. And he kind of went into the play action. I don't think he was prompted to ask um, about the lack of play actions, but this is what he said. This was a, I don't really even know what to make of this quote. He says, there's some realities to it. I swear if you all would have looked at it in a man game, because I did, I tried to keep up with Katie, who's the Notre Dame football communications director, and make sure of what you guys write, because I respect your all's job piece of it and questions you lose play actions when it becomes pieces of a man game so we're talking about man defense and that's what that game was okay he continues so there's no eye conflict if i'm guarding pete he was talking about pete samson who was also there for the interview i'm guarding pete so that's what's happening in action throws um and samson said they don't care and and then parker said exactly so we lost that some so what what they're basically saying is if like Clemson was running man defense, I guess the majority of the game. I haven't looked at the PFF to, to see if what, what the percentage was. But if the corner has man on Rico Flores to the outside, it doesn't matter what the backfield action is for him because he is focused on the receiver. So that's kind of what Parker was talking about. Uh, I am sure that um you know, the YouTube chat and, and, and Twitter spheres not uh, excited about this um, explanation, but we're asking you, Tim Hyde, what, what did you think about this? Um, the, the, this, uh, you know, comment here from Jared Parker regarding the, what, two play actions against Clemson? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm always one to read stuff and say, okay, boom, you get them, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're playing man, their DBs are blanking and noted in receivers all over the place. You know, people say, oh, guys, we're getting open. Eh, I've, I've watched that game a handful of times, maybe twice, once or twice, and it was like it would have been a special throw to get it there. Um, 
Clemson's DBs are all over the place that game. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an odd comment. I'm more interested in why the hell does he give a darn what anyone's right and he's going to the communications director. Uh, I found that interesting. Hey, you know, let, you know, let him know I couldn't do play action today. Who cares? Seriously. No, I, I, I think it was more of a film. I don't care what, you know, the all the Notre Dame web pages are writing. It's like you, you got enough stuff to worry about. I found that interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, the play action, it was brought up in Marcus Freeman's press conference. Freeman even, his quote was like, yeah, I wrote that down. I knew you guys were going to ask about that. So are these guys reading everything? Are they all subscribers? You know, they're all, you know, checking out the articles, you know, Horka's throwing out and making sure they, you know, appease everybody. You know, it, it, it's interesting. And, you know, they don't want to, they haven't called a lot of play action. It's not a strength of, of this offense, which is, goes back to my rant, as you called it last week, Mike, of me blowing up like, did Parker and the quarterback coach who everyone loves, did these guys watch any wake film and see once again, what in the living world Sam Hartman was good at a lot of play action, a lot of deep shots. They are Mike. They're atrocious. Can I say it? They're atrocious on deep balls this year. Atrocious. They are Marcus Freeman even said in his press conference, they have, they've caught one 50, 50 ball. So sometimes with play action, Play action, is it a deep shot or is it just a flat to hold and stays? Or is it just a little dump off? You know, when you think true play action, max protection, boom, give me a, a duo fake to estimate, try and hit someone on a go route. And I don't think they call it because they don't catch them. They don't catch deep passes. And that's something I'm going to be surprised if that's part of their uh, mindset of, of why they haven't done some of the things that yeah. they that the press constantly talks about. Yeah, I mean, uh, a Joey Green uh, said, uh, "Sorry, Mike, it was a joke talking about the the quarterback as a refund I, quarterback." I got it. I got it. Thank you. Took me a second, but I'm there. Uh, Brian said, "Yeah, but it matters for the linebacker and safeties." But like, Why, the linebackers and safeties can be yeah. fooled, but if the receiver is still blanketed, then it doesn't matter who you fool. I mean, uh, right? just, I, I mean, a tr- a tr- yeah, a, tr- a true play. A- a true play action, you know, you're trying to hit a post, you're trying to hit a deep shot, or you're trying to hit the Y bend, trying to hit the tight end on, on a deep crosser, you know, which to me, that can, which the gentleman just said, that is something the backers that run, or am I trying to cover the tight end? You know, is it a max protection type of a scheme? Keep the tight end in the back end, try and do something outside, just something they haven't done. And I'm, after looking at, you know, so many numbers and rewatching things. And I broke, I mean, Mike, right here, outside target. I just counted outside targets, out, meaning the outside, outside the hashes, the number to the to the hash. They've only thrown 18 passes this year. I count two they've caught. Freeman said one. I'm given one. The guy ran a, 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 a corner and cut back out on a 20-yarder was Thomas. I gave him that. I have them two for 18 on passes between the, you know, basically the numbers and the sideline. That's it. That's it this year. Are you serious? It's, it's, it's atrocious. Total passes. I'm talking, you know, once again, uh, uh, people have heard me talk on the on the show, you know, Nick Saban's metric is 18 yards in the air. That's, to him, that's an explosive pass. Yeah. 18, meaning you're going to catch it. You're going to get 25, 30. So I counted every 18-yard pass in the air this year. Or excuse me, just power five. 
Notre Dame's played seven. I know I don't care about the fade that got Central Michigan with Tobias. Mike, Notre Dame has got 17 out of 47 passes that are 18 yards and deeper. That's 36%. And two, Mike, two out of those 17 are by an outside receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Brian uh, continued with another comment. The goal is to get as much one-on-one action as possible. Oh, Notre Dame gets plenty of one-on-one. Well, there's plenty, the whole thing's one-on-one action. All all one-on-one coverage. And so they don't need a whole lot of play action to Perfect. get that. Right here, Mike. Um, Here's my little Tobias, Mother- yeah. Tobias Mer- Merriweather against, once again, uh, Power 5. So I'm not count Central Michigan, Tennessee State, I whatever you do. that, but okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but you got to look. It's okay. I I get it. It was one the, thing to look at. It, so okay, I don't want to be able to, you know, these numbers could be skewed when you look at it like that. All right, so fine. Continue, continue. continue. All right, you're, you're, I right, you're right. I just want to go against guys that are equal to Notre Dame. All right. Tobias, 0 for 7. 0 for 7 on deep shots. 0 for 7. And the ball's been in his hands. We've seen the ball in his hands this year. And that's, um, it's crazy. And and the one thing, Mike, they've only thrown to four outside receivers, Thomas, Tobias, Rico, and Greathouse. And we know damn well, that's Greathouse, by the way, is an outside receiver, and we know he's a slot. So it's um, there's just some crazy numbers that I started looking into during the bye week of because everyone's like, play action, you got to throw the ball more, you got to attack more. To who? And I and I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's like who are you? Who 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 can you attack with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So this is this is kind of my thought. Like, I I get what he's saying on the man coverage thing. Like, it makes sense to me. But the bigger issue for me is okay. So you're saying you knew what the defense was. Like you knew what they were doing the entire time, and that was it. Like that was the offensive performance. Like that's. That is that's the takeaway for me. It's like, damn, like you know, well, you don't like. What are the man beaters here? You well, know, the man. Well, well, I mean, the man beaters is is the quick out to Holden stays on the pick six. Sam Hartman throws the ball inside. He throws the ball inside. Stays can't get to pick six. That's yeah. just a quick. If he completes it, it's a first down. Um, man beater trying to hit Tyree on the deep cross on the other other interception. Uh, the. Or Holden stays where Hartman throws a you know a moon ball and almost gets him killed over the middle. Um, you know those are just a handful of the couple couple, but they ran crossers. They started doing some dumps. Heck, man, they had the wide open guy once again, just like Ohio State, right? The running back in the flat, which we saw complete against Navy, what Pitt, multi, US, you know, m- multiple other teams. Clemson, their five star Thomas bats it down. JT, the five-star for Ohio State, bats it down. Those are both walk-in touchdowns on the dump passes to running back. So things have been there. Just haven't had a whole lot of luck at a, at a few times this year. So that's the frustrating thing. But it's they've been really good, you know, over the, you know, basically in the middle of the field with Evans, Holden State's big game against NC State, and obviously Tyree. Has caught some nice passes. Faison's caught a couple of nice passes. So there's been a handful of guys. I mean, once he, Greathouse, before Greathouse got hurt, the guy was on pace to be a freshman all, on the freshman All-American team. Where was his strengths? Over the middle, right? But multiple touchdowns on running the post down the middle of the field against Navy and NC State. So both of those were deep passes. And he just hasn't been able to yeah. get that mojo back since his injuries. 
Yeah. So like we said before, like. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I think it was last week's discussion, like a part pie chart of the offensive blame. Yeah. Like, you know, some, you know, for the offensive line, a little bit for the offensive line. Some definitely on Hartman. Some definitely on the receivers. I think a good bit on Parker. Some on Freeman. Injuries. People don't really talk about the, oh yeah, yeah. like your best two receivers have been banged up for the majority right majority of the season or so. Evans, well Evans is out right. Thomas has been in and out of the lineup. Thomas and Colsey. Thomas Colsey. and Colsey. You got two guys in the junior class from 2021. Colsey, as we know, caught multiple first downs last year. The last half of the year started to get his mojo back because he missed the first half. Remember because he had the minor little meniscus during camp that made uh, him miss that first month. So you got two older guys that haven't played, literally haven't played. And then the third one is Lorenzo Styles, who had, what, 50, 60 catches over two years. He's gone. So that's been a kick in the pants. Just your three receivers for run recruiting class, Mike, are basically null and void this year. And we already know they got none from 2020, none from 2019, one in 2022. It Man, it's a numbers game, and I—it's almost like talking to the wall. Sometimes no one, no one wants to hear it. They don't like guys already saying, "Well, you just got to fire the OC." All right, who's the next OC throwing the ball to? It's—they got to get some dudes on the outside, and until that happens, Notre Dame is where it's at. They got great tight ends, great running backs. They got some outstanding slots. Who are the outside dudes? Yeah. Yeah. And I wish people would answer that because no one does. They just want to say fire everybody. People are saying now fire Stucky. Stucky's not. It's like, come on, really? Just just fire them all, right? Mm. Okay. It's, it's, it's a fascinating uh, conversation people have. Okay, we have uh, three Super Chats um, that we are going to get to shortly. Uh, but we're going to hear um, from our another sponsor for today's show. And it is, of course, The Rogue Shop, the husband and wife outfit mr rogan his wife shar craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine a true holistic type of small business they farm and grow everything themselves they even have thc beverages i've scrolled this website how many times doing this ad read and not, not noticed that they even have thc cbd and thc beverages how about that um so their website to visit check it out if you're interested is rogueshop.com make sure if you have any questions that you can hop on the uh, the chat with uh, uh, Shar and uh, Mr. Rogue, answering any questions that you have. They sell everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Check it out, rogueshop.com. And when you do, you can use that promo code um, blue and gold. Yeah, one word. Use the promo code blue and gold. So, there it is. Um, so, yeah. Check it out, rogueshop.com. 
Okay, Super Chats. Uh, got a trio lined up here. Our good buddy Trash said this time last year, many people were calling for Al Golden's head. This is something you've talked about, Tim. This year, we're begging for him to stay. Does Parker just need another year? Love Notre Dame and uh, and blue and gold. Thank you, Trash. Well, that's. I mean, this is this is what Notre Dame fans do. It's just they got to have one coach every year to, you know, who's the boogeyman. And it's like this every single year. It's not this guy. It's this guy. It's that guy. My God, people wanted Golden gone last. People were like going crazy after the USC game. This guy can't coach, blah, blah, blah. It, it's repetitive cycle. It's, it's every year. So now it's Parker, yet Notre Dame could possibly win nine games. Is it a national title, Mike? No. What did I say last week? Three times in 30 years has Notre Dame competed for a national title. Three. Three. So it's um, it, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's fascinating. Check this out, Mike. Notre Dame has more 500 and losing seasons than they do nine win seasons in the last 30 years. And people want to lose their mind that they may lose nine or, or win nine games this year. So I, 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 I don't know. You know, people in the chat and the comments and all that, it's the same thing as always. Like, well, you know, don't they have all the four stars? Who are they on the outside this year? And that's what Singer just said as well. There's injuries. So now you're forced to play your best slots. Flores and Jaden Greathouse are starting on the outside, people. Starting. They started against Clemson on the outside. They have NFL DBs. Two true freshmen starting. Why? Mike Singer just said it perfectly. There have been injuries that no one's talking about enough. Yeah. I would also mention if Marcus Freeman, who's leading this program, doesn't believe that Parker is the guy to take them to where he needs to be, then he should move on. That's just the um Yeah, and I agree with I agree with that. If he's gonna reevaluate it at the end of the year and just be like, you know what, I could go get so and so. Maybe he's already reached out to someone. Maybe he he does realize at the end of two years, man, we can't, we can't, we, we got to do something different, right? So, yeah, may, maybe he will change. You know, some of the other, I mean, just look at some of the other D coordinators. No, one, no one's really ever talked about this, but Freeman was one of, what, four that all came in pretty much together. Mike Elko, Venables, and then you got Lanning. So you got four first-time head coaches are all D coordinators, now head coaches. And look at the offense they're running. Freeman chose to do what he's doing. So maybe after two years, he wants to uh, change. But we'll see. And if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's saying a lot of the same things right now as well. Like, we got to get some more dudes at a few spots here and there. And that's why they're recruiting at the clip they've been recruiting at the last couple of years. Okay. All right. Um, another Super Chats uh, and another one from Trash. Thank you. He says... Uh, people called for Tommy's head last year, but in the bowl game, we did a bunch of stuff we didn't see during the season. I mean, you, you had Buckner back, and you didn't. You only had him for two games. Uh, some was Pine, but Tommy was happy he got his quarterback back, uh, and that spent all spring training. So any thoughts on this? And, and Trash, thank you for the 10. No, exactly. I mean, he had 15 practices back with uh, you know with Tyler Buckner, and they ran the offense, like, which, was, which was the goal. You know, him running still. He did the audible against South Carolina, ran the quarterback keeper for the 20-yard touchdown run, did some nice little dumps, some you know, bootlegs, things of that nature. And that was the offense that that was the goal to have him using his legs and arms, legs and arms all season long. But he got hurt in game two and 
the rest is history as we know. Trash, thank you as always. Joe Green says, so Tim, do you trust Parker or is it Freeman? Does it matter who the quarterback is? Nice pause because it's like, what do, you, what do you mean trust? Trust, trust him to do, to do what? Um, the offense. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't. I. I'm. I'm not a big fan of just going out there saying, "Oh, you just got to fire people." You guys been there one year. He's not only has he been there one year. This is the other thing no one ever as talks a coordinator about. Coordinator. Exactly. He's been there one year as a coordinator. So you know, kind of going with Joey saying about Freeman, you know, and. Freeman's in his second year as a head football coach. Me personally, after listening to his press conference Monday, I think he's struggling to still figure a lot of things out. I do. I think that it was his tone. I think he's felt like that a lot this year. Um, he's still he's still trying to figure out, I think, what he wants to do. Who is he? Things that work, things he don't. So does firing people, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I just don't buy that. Because yeah. what if you fired Al Golden? Then what? Then you're in another DC. Then you're in this. It's constant. There's got to be a point to where you uh, hired the guy. Roll with them, right? Yeah, I mean, you did hire him. That, you know, that's the other thing. I know. I know the interviewed. You know, they. You know, we talked about this like a billion times. That you know, we. You know, we know he interviewed other people, but he chose to hire him what, 48 hours, 72 hours later after Ludwig, you know, whatever it was that week, he didn't go out and interview more people on his on his Rolodex, on his list. He just said, you know what, I trust Parker. Because Parker was a part of every single interview. Heck, he was at the hockey game, let's don't forget, with Ludwig. So Parker was involved all of this stuff. So people that wanted to fire Golden last year, now they want a statue for the guy. So I'm not saying Parker's going to be a Broyles Award candidate like Golden is this year. But it's one year and a second year defensive-minded head coach's yeah. scheme. And I th- I I think Marcus Freeman's more involved in this thing than Parker. Yeah. I to answer the question, I trust Freeman. I, I like I'm rolling with Freeman. So if Freeman's like, hey, let's let's go with Parker, I, I'm rolling with it for year three. If not, you know, I I, I, maybe it's blind faith that I'm putting trust with Freeman. I don't know. Maybe it's just like I love the recruiting chops as a recruiting guy. Um, but like I, I, I personally, as a Notre Dame follower, I'm I'm just rolling with Freeman um, to see uh, to see where it goes. And uh, year three is always a biggie, Tim. Um, that's something you talk about all the time. Year three is always yeah, is always know, big. So we'll see. No, it's huge. And then going back to your point, Mike, it's like if he feels like he could ha- get a better coach he's going to do that i think he's proven that with players he's proven that at the quarterback position if he feels and these are his his choices too it's you know if he feels he could go get a a better player to play a certain position he's going to do it and i wouldn't be surprised if he does that with the offensive coordinator but if he's like parker i'm in all these meetings all you know all of this stuff this is what we're going to do so i mean it's not like you know and the other thing real quick he's got rudolph has been an oc Gino was an old OC at uh, what you call it Cincinnati last year. McCullough is obviously a Super Bowl champion running back coach, meaning he's been in offensive coordinating meetings. These guys all get together. It's not like they all sit in their own rooms and just email game plans. That's, that's all these coaches do on Sundays and Mondays as they prep. So it's um, yeah. I mean Freeman's a part of all this stuff as well. 
Yeah. All right, moving along. Uh, Notre Dame does have a game on Saturday. Wake Forest, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, NBC Peacock. Tim, do you remember what the, kind of the update was from uh, Freeman on on Monday about the offense line? So Spindler's out for the year, um, which is unfortunate news. Zeke Carell starting center is questionable um, with concussion. Uh, Andrew Kristoffic, who replaced Carell in the Clemson game, has a high ankle sprain. So Freeman said on Monday that if they played the game today, it would have been Craig at center and Shrouth at right guard. Yep. I mean, we'll, we'll, Freeman should give more of an update on that Thursday. Um, so just tomorrow in, in his press conference at noon Eastern that uh, is not streamed, but the media will have an update on that. Hopefully someone asks him about that. But just kind of thoughts on this offensive line as, as the season winds down. Yeah, well, Billy Shroff is definitely going to start. I mean, he was one of the player interviews yesterday that uh, went up to the press. So that shows you that, yeah, he's going to be – and there you go. You got a redshirt freshman. They throw him to the press in his first start. How about that? I think that he, he did a great job, by the way. So I watched his interview uh, earlier today. Did a really good job. So, I mean, Billy was the odds-on favorite during spring football. Training camp starts, and Rocco beat him out. So um, he's next man in. He's going to get his shot. Obviously, highly ranked, highly recruited. Really good football player when he's been in. So you could see he's got a lot more explosiveness than Rocco. Rocco's just a tank out there he's so thick when he gets a hold of you and um speaking of that real quick man there was one poll against clemson rocco pulls and just pancakes the living heck out of trotter who was the national player of the week so um rocco's a good football player he had a he, he, he you know he had a good 10 games it stinks that he got hurt the way he did and uh ashton craig hey he was a third center. How about that? I mean, they put Christophic ahead of him, and then Christophic now with the high ankle sprain. So got a couple of guys, Mike, that are true softs, right, from that 22 class. Mix in Emil Wagner. Does Wagner replace Joe Alt? Then all of a sudden you got three out of those really good uh, guys from the 22 class all starting as juniors next year. That's going to be exciting to see how those guys, you know, keep developing. But, no, I mean, they're good football players, and, you know, they've gotten in a few times here and there. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, against Wake, Wake's not dominant on defense. Stanford's horrible. So it's two good games for these guys to go and get a lot of reps and uh, get ready for 2024. You posted a lot on the message board about Ashton Craig. You watched a yeah, bunch of really, stats. What do you think about Craig? Oh, my God, he blew me away. Um, I was stunned. I, you know, I, didn't, I mean, I watched the game, and I'm charting the plays. I'm watching more Hartman, the wide receivers. So people started talking about him on the message board. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go watch his film again. I think he had 24, 26 snaps, something like that. And went and rewatched all of them, graded them all, charted them all, watched his footwork. Who did he go against? Went against some dudes. I mean, Tyler Davis is going to be an NFL draft pick. He stuffed him multiple times. Woods, number 11, the true freshman, just, just <laughs> dominated Pat Coogan. Poor Pat. Holy moly. Uh, he did not play a guy like him all year, and then um, he was um, he was he was good, man. He was he was really impressive. One of only I think four players on the offense to get over seventy on Pro Football Focus, which is you know winning football when you're in the seventies. So I was um, I was very impressed, very athletic. One thing, you know, because you're watching so many guys. So when he got in against Pitt and some of that, you just watch him for a quick flash. But when you go back and and watch Ashton Craig. He is long. 
So we always hear about, you know, Anthony Knapps, his length, and you've mentioned him possibly being an interior guy. Dude, Craig, man, when he shoots his arms, he, he definitely – he looks like he's a third offensive tackle out there on the line. So really, really looking forward to seeing him the, these next two games playing. Cool. Yeah, that's good to hear. When I saw all those guys at the you know All-American Bowl, I saw Wagner, Craig, and Shrouth. They all look pretty good. I thought like Craig looked like he needed a couple years and or, or like th- three years maybe, and I, I think he's yeah. come along pretty well. Um, Wagner's just such an interesting one because I think that he worked out at some guard over this over the summer. Yeah, or yeah, the, yeah, they were just trying to just make sure. You know, I I think he was moving those guys around like crazy just to confirm Spindler and Kuganor's guys. I think yeah. he just kept going there. Wagner, man, whoo, his high school film was unbelievable. I yeah. mean, he is athletic. When he's gotten in this year and has played, you know, he's been playing right tackle behind Blake. So that's interesting. You know, the whole Tosh Baker, we'll get into that. He's he's kind of the wild card because he's still on the team and you lose track of him. He was an elite top 100 recruit. Who's actually gotten some starts and has played a bunch. So does he come back? Cause he still has two years of eligibility. So does he come back is the left tackle, but it's going to be a battle some way, some sorts with uh, I would assume Wagner and Baker, if Baker does come back, but yeah. Emil Wagner is an athlete, man. I can't wait to see him keep developing. Folks, if you have not done so yet, uh, please hit that thumbs up button on the uh, on this video. Of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Blueandgold.com, of course, is your home for all things Notre Dame football and recruiting. So check it out. Um, chat's always cracking me up. Uh, so, Tim, how about uh, some junior season film posted by Notre Dame quarterback commit Deuce Knight, Loose Dell, Mississippi, George County High School. Nation's number 46 overall player, number four quarterback, six, four and a half, 195 pounds. Uh, I was texting with some of the on three scouting guys, and um, they were pretty impressed with Deuce Knight's junior film. Um, but we're going to go to Tim Hyde um, as there is a 10 second uh, advertisement on Huddle. So <laughs> I'm going to wait for that to wrap up yeah, click um, that before, in. before we. Uh, Okay, so here we so go. This is updated junior film. Yeah, have you watched it yet? Yeah, well, this is a topic because I woke up the text from you and Goolsby yeah. talking about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only seen some of his uh, some game clips here and there on uh, Max Preps, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, YouTube's. I haven't seen his, his true highlight film yet. So um, he's. He's a left-handed Vince Young, as someone said in the chat a month ago, right? When he was on when he was on our show six weeks ago, whatever the heck that was back then. He's a, he's he's an athlete, man. He he's definitely an athlete. Some of his true game when you watch, I mean, highlight films are what highlight films, right? They're all the best things. He's still raw tomato, as I like to call him. Still has a lot of a uh, you know some you know accuracy issues to work out and just straight passing game, but he's got a lethal arm. And he could run, man. He can run. It goes back, you know, Mike Goolsby talks about this all the time, and it's so darn true. It's like, when is Notre Dame going to have a guy that could just do all those things, right? Like Jaden Daniels at LSU, who's just like, no one's here. I'm going to go 85 yards on a just boom. A truck. Just a exactly. And just be that guy all the time where every D.C., 
is scared. They're just scared. This goes back to the whole wide receiver argument once again. When you don't have a quarterback that can move, there's no need to attach someone to him in the game. There's no need. Have we seen anyone run spy coverage? No. We see Notre Dame do it all the time. Notre Dame keeps a linebacker in, Maris. They run loops, Sneed, Maris, whoever it is. It's always spying on a quarterback. Sam Hartman's had zero spies on him this year because there's no need. So it's, you know, we haven't seen one really since Ian Book. And that and that helps an offense when you have to take someone out of the pass game. You get more one-on-ones, and hopefully you get some guys on the outside that could go make some plays. But uh, yeah. that could be Deuce Knight. I'll, I'll be honest, it's it's he's exciting to watch. But, man, I, I feel like he's three, what, four years? I mean, how many years away? I have no idea. It's uh, it's always fascinating that here we are in 2023 talking about a guy who's not going to be at Notre Dame for 18 more months. Yeah. it's uh, uh, That's recruiting these days. I am totally fine with, like, a high-ceiling, low-floor guy. Yeah. I mean – we need like we need more of these high ceiling guys at Notre Dame at the quarterback position. Like we don't need more high floor guys. You know what I'm saying? Like give yeah, me. That, no, yeah, I mean you're. I mean you're. You're so correct because even the guys that are going to be playing next year, you know, and Jelly, no one's going to be spying Stephen Jelly. You know, is Kenny Minchie? Haven't really ever seen Minchie run. He's always his film was all pocket. You didn't really see him move too much other than some rollouts here and there. So see a guy that could take off and run at times. Yeah. Never Listen, seen having it. having yeah. a linebacker spy or quarterback, sure, that that's great. But like just I mean, this guy is just freakish overall. Like, you know, like he is but that's the thing. You have to account for him. You yeah. have to account for him as a runner. So when you have to take why do you think LSU is just destroying teams this year with, with, with passes? And 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 Alabama's offense has completely changed with Milrow the last month. Because they'll run, 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 and then boom, he's going to hit you over the top of the play action, or he's going to tuck in a run for 150 yards like he did in, in the LSU game. You you got those guys that could just take off on a dime and go make plays. You have to constantly account for them and um and go make plays. Like Nick Saban, real quick, talked about in the when Daniels was running crazy against them, he went into halftime and just told the whole defense, "We're playing man. We're going to put a guy on Jaden Daniels the whole rest of the game." The rest of you guys better play your butts off because you're playing man-to-man the rest of the game. So that's how you have to account for stud quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's fun, man. Like he, he is. He's fun to watch. I, I, I have great interactions with him. I don't know. Like I, I don't. He's legit tall. I mean, that's the other thing. You met him. He's, like he's six very tall. Um, yes. I, I – I don't think he's a running back playing quarterback either. Like, I think that like, he looks like you see it on his film. Like he's making reads, like he's, you know, uh, yeah. looking at different options. Like I think that he's just a quarterback who has very good God given abilities with his, uh, with his height and his four or five speed. This is really exciting. Um, this is, you know, well, that's the thing, you know, Daniels is a quarterback who could just take off and run when need be. So, Mill, you know, just using the, the, those guys since they're on TV a week ago. Milrow is um, more of a runner who's developing as a quarterback slowly. But uh, no, you're right. He's definitely a quarterback that's going to sit in there. But if he's got to take off and go, you know damn well he could go get you some yards because he is an athletic dude in the open field. You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to 
drop safeties in the coverage and whatnot and give him a lane. Yeah, I, I could see uh, Deuce Knight taking off and running down the road. All right, so that is uh, Notre Dame quarterback commit, Deuce Knight. Some really good back-to-back years of quarterback recruiting for Notre Dame, getting C.J. Carr, who is a guy who has a high floor, pretty high ceiling, but I don't think C.J. Carr is the Deuce Knight-level ceiling. I just think that those two guys complement each other really well in back-to-back classes, both outstanding quarterbacks. So in today's show, we talked – uh, you know, comments from Marcus Freeman and uh, Jared Parker looked at that offensive line rotation, finished up uh, with some Deuce Knight footage, new junior film. Um, so uh, appreciate everyone watching. If you just joined us here in the last few minutes or so, or you can rewind the stream, you can watch it from the beginning. Um, if you are listening via podcast, of course, please leave us that good review. That would be very appreciative. And uh, yeah, folks watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, of course. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so yet. Tim and I are going to record our final thoughts, observation, and prediction video. Because yes, we didn't really talk Notre Dame Wake in today's show. We will do it for our Friday video that I'll post around noon Eastern time. Tim's three keys to the game and a score prediction. So prediction. So we really appreciate everyone tuning in for today's show. Appreciate you all. And as always, we will catch you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.